What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of This or That Shorts. I'm Stephen Lee, as always, joined by Frank Jackson, and today we are going to be discussing two Southern anthems that ruled the airwaves in 2005. That's right, we're talking about Mike Jones still tipping and 3-6 Mafia's Stay Fly. Frank, how you doing today, man? I'm good. We're finally about to give Houston some of the love that they deserve because Houston was, man, they had a run. During this time, it was it seemed like everybody just coming out of the woodwork, Chameleonaire, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, and Little Kiki, Lil like Kiki, even even like every, some guys that zero, zero like had been on so the scene. People, yeah. It feels it feels like to me, two thousand five, if you take away like the G unit influence, right? Like fifty cent and the massacre, you have to give that entire year to the city of Houston because of like all of these artists that you just named and how they, they broke through. It's not like all of these guys were established veterans right. and, you know, collectively just had a moment. These were all new artists. That- it's, it feels like all the seeds that Houston had been planting for so long from Ghetto Boys to uh, UGK, just all of this time that Houston spent in the hip-hop conversation, but not kind of crossing over to that next level. It was a very regional thing. Yeah. yeah. This is when it really came to fruition. The mainstream. And, and they dominated. Everything um, had like a, a, a chopped and screwed hook. And, you know, Lean has had so much influence on like the culture. For but better or worse. Really like, I would say like 3-6 Mafia sipping on some scissor. Like you, you started to hear about that. But like 2005 in Houston and, and that city in particular, like they put that on the map yeah i mean this uh this was one of those movements that would go on to change hip-hop and every so often that does come along and houston i mean like we said houston completely took over the game at this time in a way that was unprecedented uh lil flip was another one who came out of nowhere can't rap for shit but i mean he he came in and he took over. He's out here making ballads, sunshine and shit. Yeah. Like he, game he over was just, a hot record. But let's oh, let's game let's, over was a smash. Since we're talking about still tipping, right? Like Mike Jones, Slim Thug, Paul Wall. I didn't know who any of these guys were prior to this record, but the beat itself is like all with the violin and that thumping bass. It's like it's an all timer, like you said. Like the second you hear that, you're like, oh, this is a classic. And all three of these artists. Like it's hard for me to say who had the best verse on this song. Um, I would, I would have to go with Paul Wall myself, but it's not like it's a, a runaway thing. Um, they all have quotables. Mike Jones at the time definitely was the most popular, just because his thing, you know, like the promotion, saying, you know, the the phone number and the who is Mike Jones right. and I. Everybody can still remember two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones about to blow. Yeah, and, I mean everybody knew that, and he did, and then and then he didn't, then he unblew. Yeah. But yeah. that being said, um, he had his time, and uh, Houston Houston deserves a lot of credit for the direction that hip hop would eventually end up going, and it's it's it remained relevant. You right. know, like it didn't. It wasn't just this comet that shot across the sky. A lot of those dudes had careers totally made off of that. And one thing Houston dudes, aside from the music, Houston dudes know how to make money. Like, if you go and look at these dudes now, Chameleonaire and Paul Wall and all of them, right. they have these very lucrative businesses where 
whether it be is really just a the side grills thing. business or yeah. restaurants, stuff yeah. like that. A millionaire is like a real deal entrepreneur. Yeah. So it's um Houston Houston is different and I they brought their flavor to hip hop and it changed it forever. Well, this song, I think like off the strength of this single success, Slim Thug was able to come out the gate and and have a gold album. And Paul Wall was able to put out a gold album. I think this really like put them on the map. And I think if you're talking about Houston in 2005, I don't think that there's a song that personifies or encapsulates that movement more than Still Tipping. Right. Because it, 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 it incorporates all of the elements that you would get out of a Houston record. Right. Now, um, some people could say Riding Dirty, but that came out, the year after and Houston had already kind of established itself as like the new high yeah, hip hop. They were scene. set by right. then. Um, now conversely, something that wasn't new was three, six mafia, right? Three, six mafia had been around since you, they go back to as early as the 95, the mid nineties. Mystic styles. Was yes. 95, 95. Right. And you talk about a group who does not get nearly enough credit for the blueprint that, like, the sound of Southern hip-hop would eventually... Or, like, Crunk in particular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tear the Club Up Thugs, like, all, all of those Three records. 3-6 Mafia really laid that blueprint for everybody. And, they did. and we previously, uh, recently had a conversation about how, how one thing that we both love about 3-6 is that they really were willing to work with just everyone in the South. Like, the South to them was first and foremost important and it wasn't about oh you gotta be from memphis it was this thing where they just they wanted the south to really be right elevated as, as to that level that right. everyone every other like coast a, was getting right 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 they didn't um i mean they were reaching out to ugk way back in the day yeah. they they were collaborating with fiend and mr servon yep. and cash money and yep. three six always extended that olive branch and they were able to do so too because the production was so tight you know, um, one thing I, I don't think three, six gets credit for enough. We talk about the crunk aspect of it, but they can sample with the best of them. Like juicy J and DJ Paul, they can flip a, a sample, um, on the level of Kanye to me really in terms of yeah, what to incorporate, how to speed it up. You, maybe it's not too much of it in there, but you notice it enough and to me, like "Stay Fly," the Willie Hutch sample, yep. you can you can definitely hear that. Yep. But it, it's not like uh like a loop. It's not like what Johnny J used to do, where it's just like, oh, he just took the actual song, or like on some um, MC Hammer can't touch this. No, absolutely, type of feel. great great producers, uh, underrated and underappreciated producers. Like I said, they they really did lay the blueprint for the South, and uh, I think this this was a. a kind of a culmination of all the work they'd done for a long time leading to this point. And it was around the time where their sound really started to change, you know, by the time like three, six mafia became the three, six mafia. That was like world famous. Uh, there was only three members. Yeah, it was, it had that point. It had been reduced to juicy, crunchy and DJ, uh, Paul. And, DJ Paul. Right. and they, were at that point more so the people that you would see like the pill heads bumping. They were making a lot of music that was for like the drug scene. A little white and all them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um Well that was, was my that was my introduction far to three six yeah. from the three six that originated. 
Yeah, they started off more as like a horrorcore yes, type of group. Definitely horrorcore. Even their style, <clears throat> they had beef with Bone Thugs in the 90s yep. because that's how they rapped back then. Yep. But yeah, in 2005, I would argue that this is probably when they were their hottest, just in terms of that global reach. Absolutely. I want to say this is the year they won the Academy Award for Hustle and Flow. It is. And then you have a monster song like this. And what I love about this song is it's a true Tennessee, like, posse cut. Yeah. You got 8-Ball and MJG on here. Yeah. You got Young Buck on here. So you not only do you have Nashville, but you got Orange Mound, Memphis, you know. So yeah. I love that they're able to bring all of them together, much in the way that Houston was doing with Still Tipping, right? Like, yeah. they're this... We're collectively coming out and making an anthem. And uh, Stay Fly hit all the marks, you know. My personal favorite I verse, mean, probably MJG. I think that this beat was, like, tailor-made for his I agree well. with that. Yeah. I think, yeah, MJG, this, it, it tailor-fitted mm-hmm. him. Um, so, though this isn't my favorite version of 3-6, it's easily the most successful version I of 3-6. And, I mean, it's, it can't be understated how much of a massive moment it was for hip-hop for 3-6 to be winning an Academy Award. Right. Because hip-hop did not get those kind of accolades. Well, especially, like, southern hip-hop. Like, Eminem, you could see, like, okay, something uh, like that. But, like, 3-6 Mafia, these guys, the the guys that rap about the devil and snorting Xanax bars and, yeah. If you were someone who didn't know who they were but you watched the Academy Awards, they're like, oh, okay, that's a catchy little tune. Let me listen to the rest of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you probably clutching your pearls when you listen to them. Clutching your pearls, nice. Yeah. I when like you it. when you heard the shit that they actually yeah, yeah, rap yeah. about all the time. Yeah. So, um, just a huge moment for hip hop. Uh, both both of these songs were huge moments for hip hop. That I would say one of them uh, changed the game completely. Uh, the other one was more so uh, them getting their fl- yeah. It was of, like them getting their flowers. Exactly. Almost, they you were know? getting their flowers. Uh, right. And deservingly so. so. Uh, but to you, which one personally for you was the one that kind of consumed you the most? Well, it, still tipping probably, right? Yeah. Just as a pure record. I still listen to still tipping all the time. Yeah, like 3-6 Mafia has never been the greatest rappers to me. Yeah. But even like Stay Fly, like Young Buck did his thing. 8-Ball and MJG probably are my favorite duo ever. But I can't, I can't pick Stay Fly over still tipping even to this day. Like, Still Tipping is one of those songs where it comes on and I'm I'm letting that ride, you know, and I might even run it back. Stay Fly, I, I really never go out of my way to seek that. So I'd have to agree in terms of Stay Fly is something where, like, if I hear it, it's more of like, a, oh, shit. Like, it's something that'll take me back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about everything that was going on at the time. You know, we were, what, 15 years old right. with just not a damn worry in the world and um, all of it. We're well, gonna talk about all that, but it was just good times, right? Yeah. And still tipping also brings me back to that time, but it's also something that's not trapped there. Where I feel like Stay Fly is, it's kind of trapped in that part of my life. And still tipping, I mean, that's that's on my gym playlist. Like Same I'm here. listening to Still Tipping all the time. The chopped so, and screwed version too, because yeah. like, I'm not the biggest fan of like chopped and screwed music. I definitely like respect it. That was right. a game changer that right. you still, you know, you, you feel that influence and impact to this day. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those songs where even chopped and screwed, like I think it sounds great. It's yeah. the violin, man. And I do think that like all three artists like really brought it. It catches the ear, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, so I, I think in terms of 
long-term impact um, is easily still tipping. And I, I mean that in every way. Right. Because of what it what the game became after Houston kind of had their takeover. And just as a um, pure record, And just too. as a pure, as a song yeah. itself, I think it just ages a, a hell of a lot better right. than Stay Fly. But, hey, Still Tipping can't say that they won an Academy Award, though. That's true, too. All right, guys, let us know what you think in the comments. And until then, we'll see you next week. Peace.